Welsh this week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, you missed last week, but he's here this week. It's uh, Paul Packing. How's your week been, Packy? Yeah, up and down, you know, not bad. Just enjoying the weather more than anything. Looking forward to the game this weekend. Obviously, it's a bit, I don't know, a bit of a downer last week. I know there's plenty of rugby on, but it's not the same when the Reds aren't playing, is it? Been fairly busy around the house again, cleaning up after, after builders and that sort of thing. In a good week, like I say, plenty of rugby at the weekend. Got to watch. The sunshine's just making me happy more than anything. Is, uh, is Gaudi's church nearly finished? <laughs> no. No, it's about another 250 years left, I think, at the moment. <laughs> no, I'm sat here with plastic walls and lots of sawdust. Talking about DIY, uh, someone came around and fixed my hole in my, back, my ceiling, my kitchen uh-huh. ceiling, the, the flood. A guy came around yesterday to uh, to paste it. It's going around tomorrow to paint it, so I'll have a, a complete kitchen, which is good news. That's took longer than this house. <laughs> That's true. You're an absolute even house, then, when that, when that started. <laughs> also join us on the show, we've got Sulphur Devils ladies assistant coach, Matt Drink. Water. Hi, Matt. Uh, welcome to the show. Looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm doing. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's a pleasure. Good. Obviously, uh, sort of regular listener to the show. Uh, enjoy it, and uh, great to be in the seat now talking all things Soul Fred Devils. Yeah, to do. Uh, I've got a lot to follow with Dawn and Chris Bates. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But make sure I speak well because they did when they came on. Yeah, I so say you're all great talkers, and there's lots of humour going on behind the scenes as well. It's all it's great stuff. And obviously, like with the ladies sort of winning as well, it's uh, it's really really good time. Yeah, it's exciting times at the moment. Everything's going great. Exceeded all our expectations, to be fair. So. Really enjoying it. So what we'll do, we'll look back at the, the ladies' uh, victory uh, last week. We'll look at the, the PDRL Teams uh, Festival in on, on Alton. Uh, we'll preview the game against Wakefield on Sunday and look at all the big news coming out of the club this week. So we'll start with the ladies' win at Hull. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils ladies were victorious at Hull. I say they won 36 points to six. Matt, talk us through it. Obviously, long trip up to Hull. Never nice, but, you know, I'll have to credit the club and Fish and Marcel and Sam. They don't have to look after us and we get a nice coach going up there. So, it's always a lot It's always a lot more pleasurable when you're in a, in a lot of comfort. We got up there, got out, warmed up, started the game. Couldn't have started any worse for us. We lost Lucy in minute one. Mm. It's pretty evident straight away she was gone for the game. But we rejigged the side about, moved a few people around and just cracked on. And, you know, luckily we managed to keep the momentum going. We, you know, we got a good a good first half score on them and um, it all went well from there. Two tries from Captain Louise Fellingham. Uh, you know, what, what a leader she is. Obviously took the game by the scrub of the neck. What, what really did it for us is that first change we had to make in that first minute. We put Brogan Edwards on and we put her on at nine and moved Taz to 13. So we had to, we had effectively two like really electric hookers on the pitch, and to be fair, I felt a bit sorry for Hull because they couldn't, they just couldn't cope. We, we were making sure that we were, you know, getting on the front foot and landing on our front in attack, and they were just absolutely ripping them to bits. And obviously for Demi and Lobby, then on the back of that, they were getting good ball all the time, good ball, fast ball. And yeah, it was helping them get on the front foot. Obviously, like you say, with, with your big sort of goal forward forwards as well, it makes a difference when you've got, uh, you know, two sort of hookers making that, you know, them extra metres and them backpedalling. Up front, Serena was excellent going forward. Darcy Pratt, you know, and Meg, again, they just keep, they keep moving week on week. Kaylee's uh, the other second row, the other edge. She's just like consistent every single week. She never lets us down. We've got a really good forward pack. And then they're coming off the bench as well and, 
you know, nothing, nothing, no changes weaken us at the moment, and it's just great to see. Obviously, you mentioned sort of Lucy McKeon limping off, uh, injured. Obviously, semi final in a couple of weeks' time. Is it? Do we need to get Yuri Geller on the job to try and get a fit? Uh, yeah, it could be a case of that. Yeah, we're going to um, try and wrap it up, I think, for the next couple of weeks. Luckily, after this week, we get a free week. So I think it's, although nothing's guaranteed at the moment, I think it's probably likely she'll she'll sit out this week's game, free week next week, and then we'll see if we can get a fit for that semi because obviously that's that's huge for the club. Obviously, Parky, we've been following it from from afar, and obviously the ladies, you know, doing you know f- fantastic stuff. Obviously, approaching the semi final, top of the table, you're doing the club proud. We, we say it every week, don't we? I mean, it's been the good news story of the year amongst many at the club. They they've been phenomenal. Uh, I remember from the first game, this went in game onwards, just struck me how professional. This wasn't a bit of fun for people. This wasn't a gimmick. This is real. These girls, I mean, going up to Hull and destroying them. I mean, I know we had it with OKR the other week. And you dream of things like, I dream of that for the first team. What, what an effort that is. I mean, because, you know, live and breathe rugby league up there, don't they? It's their bread and butter. But it's um, been brilliant this year. And, and interesting, you say there about obviously losing Lucy in the first minute the other week against, uh, was it Olsen? We had a few problems in the same way, didn't we? we? Lost players early on, and that probably cost us the game a little bit because we had players with injuries and things like that. Don't you don't think of that when you see the result here? So that's an extra effort when you've got to change your team back so early to to key players and key positions. I mean, we know what Lucy does with scoring tries for fun, but actually, you know, playing fullback. If you're not if you're not fullback or you don't train or play there, it can be an awkward position to play. You've got to be, you've got to stay switched on, and it's easy to to let that drift. So to bring on an extra player and move you know players about and still get a result like that I mean that's that that's magnificent and sitting top of the table I mean I, I have a look it does make me smile I don't know if you noticed I posted it the other day on social media it just, it's just great to see a Salford team at the top for a change no these girls they've done us so proud no matter what this season but I know there's more you can tell they seem to be getting better and we, we said at the start of the year Rob that this year was got points to prove it's you know competitive and everything but it it's when we make that next step. This year, I think, is going to give us a great grounding. You know, to get to know each other, to get to know the, the patterns of play and to, and to get used to that physicality of playing every week because that's a different matter. You know, you play one, you can have a week off, whatever. And mixing it with, with you know, your own life at home with the work because they're all, you know, part-time players. And when we do go up, which... I'm pretty confident that that will happen. We'll be we'll be better placed, and then who knows? I mean, I said it to fans. Me said a few uh, months back, back at the Dog and Partridge, that in you know two years' time, be competitive Super League team from from nowhere, from a team that didn't exist. It's been incredible, and uh, they they really are a credit to to us, but to, to themselves for the effort and the hard work they put in. Thoughts and feelings on all that, Matt? Absolutely. I mean, I don't think the girls are arguing me about this one. In January, when we had our first, because the first, like, two and a half months, we, we were just training in the gym inside. Might have had the obsession on a, on a 4G at Eccles. But the, for the most part, we were in a gym. And then we got them first Saturday of the new year. We got them on a pitch. And we actually ran them in shape as a 13. And I don't think any of them would argue with me to say it wasn't good. They were they were 13 players. That we, we, we put 13 on at that point, And we were chopping and changing and that. And they didn't know each other. They weren't sure how each other was going to play. And they didn't read each other. You know, and you know what? We just stripped it back to basics. And within three weeks, we'd got them then, knowing what areas in the pitch to, to, to start off in and to find the sticks to go back one way and or to find an edge to come back the whole width of the pitch. And do you know what? They cracked it. They cracked it. And it was great. We scored a try against Swin, uh, Swinton in that first friendly. They, they came from the right. 
they took it to the sticks and then they shot back right and they finished with a with a miss pass to the winger scoring in the corner. To me, that was just like, yeah, that's great. This is what we've worked for for months. You know, as you say, they're embracing it and they're, they're getting better every week and it's fantastic to see. Yeah, we, you talk about sort of development and, you know, how far the, how far the ladies have come so far. Obviously, you know, with, with you're chasing sort of promotion, you've got the cup final, you've got this possible nines uh, thing going on at the AJ Bell Stadium. And how far do you think this team can go in this last in the next 12 months? Well, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've got a cup. <laughs> I know we've still got Jewsbury more to get through yet. Yeah. Uh, the girls have set themselves short-term aims. They had a meeting the other week, and this is the kind of thing they'll do. They'll sit and talk about where they want to be and where they're going. They had a short-term aim to win the next, I think it was three or four games leading into the, the semi-final. I think it was three games, and they've won two now. Uh, that was after Alton. You know, then they're going right. So we get through the league, and then we concentrate on the semi, and then we get through that, and then we go again. You know, and they're setting themselves up little short-term aims all the time. And it's fantastic they're not getting ahead of themselves. Obviously, we all know what the long-term aim is. We want to be in that playoff final at the end of the year and we want promotion into Super League. And the fact that we even talk about it, talking about it in year one hmm. is unbelievable. But it's not even a pipe dream. It's it's realistic now. And hmm. we've put in that position and it's fantastic. Think, Parker, we found the guy that cal- calms everyone down. We'll get excited. He can calm everyone down. <laughs> yeah. We do get a little bit ahead, don't we, at times? I think it's just chasing that glory, isn't it? We don't get enough of it. So when we see it, it's like rabbit in headlights. No, I think I think it's the best way to be. It's easy to get distracted for them, knowing that, the, you know, the semi's coming up and you could probably take your mind off the league and think, I don't want to get injured this week because I don't want to miss the semi. It's a, I, I, I don't see that in these girls at all. I don't see that attitude. I think they just want to play every single week, but, but with a professional kind of manner. I mean... That the other week when we were talking about the you know the extra training they do on a Monday or whatever, and they, they don't have to do that. Just just part time game from you know they've got they've got lives, they've got jobs, they've probably got kids. Some of them you know they don't need to be there, but they want to be. That's different. That just shows that 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 hunger that they've got. I just hope that the you know the semi final and, and fingers crossed any potential final after that on dates where we can actually go. It doesn't clash with. A first team game or some other ridiculous nonsense the RFL or Super League can come up with, and we all get to, to go because I think I think they've got quite the following, you know, secretly. I think there's a sort of underground movement going on <laughs> among the fans, and they want to go, they want to go and see it. It's just clashing at the moment, or it's a bad time, or whatever it is. But it'd be great to get us like like this weekend, you know, get us get us at the AJ Bell or somewhere like that, and just get a crowd behind us, even in a way day, you know, but get get to a final. It's something something to dream of for us as, as fans, isn't it? But hopefully the girls, you know, aren't looking that far ahead. I think, obviously, I think how many finals we I've seen Salford in, it's probably about five, I think. So to get one for the ladies, that'd be six. So we'd have to go. We'd have to go. Yeah, yeah, it's not. There's not many. You got me thinking now. But I can't do the two. Well, you're 20 years older than me, so I, you've got like Blanche Cup finals I, and all that. A few more there will be, but uh, <laughs> any, any final is you know it's fantastic. And I, I, the thing that's so is so thrilling is like we say, they've, they've been around for a few months. We've got a first team that's nearly 150 years old. <laughs> get many finals, so it shows the effort to me. And, and these teams are playing against an established. You know, these aren't all new teams. There's some teams there that have been around for a while and got know how it all works. So, no, full, full, I'm just full of praise for, for the girls. And obviously, like, with Matt and all the other all the other coaching staff, the way we've knitted it together and, and got that bond. And then, you know, you got Matt mentioned about 
what goes on behind the scenes with Marcel and people like that, putting putting facilities t- together to to make it easier if you possibly can for a game of rugby league. And it's good to see that the club are all working together on it and, and making it happen. Matt, have you been in this situation before as a coach that it's, it's kind of a blank canvas I mean, to fight against history as a coach? Yeah, the, the, the head coaching job I had before I came to Salford was with a team called North Wales Origin. And I took over them in that it was only in year two. Right. Of all concepts. So in Wales, they play like basically like a three way origin series, which leads to selection for the Dragon Arts and in east, west, and north. So that was only in year two. I was, I was like um, assistant coach in year one and head coach in year two. And then COVID it and we never really did it again. But yeah, that was a bit of a blank canvas as well. And it's, it's hard, and it, but it's exciting at the same time, almost less pressure. You've got nothing to compare against. So you can mm. just go for it. That's what we encourage. With the women's team, we've got structure, don't get me wrong. We've got structure, but we encourage them to have a go. If they see it, play it. Don't be rugby rugby league robots. Play the game. Like, for example, on Sunday, we scored. with, And the referee said to me as I was was up with the uh, kicking team, 30 seconds left after the kick. So we got back and we just said, just set two drives in, do something. Lobby kicked it into the corner. Lauren Ellison picked it up, scored. But unfortunately, she put a foot in touch. We didn't care because they tried it and it very, very nearly like it was two inches off coming off. And that's just inventive play. You know, you can, you can encourage it. You can't coach it. You can encourage it. That's all. Hmm. And they do it themselves. And that's another thing that's exciting, you know. And I suppose when the pressure's on, if you're like free flowing and, and, and have that ability to be able to, to shift it, you can't, you will do it under pressure. And if you don't do it and you're not, used to doing it then when it needs to be done you might get a bit tight and the ball goes to the ground or it goes behind slightly and it doesn't work so playing that way kind of helps when when the pressure is on later on in the season yeah definitely and we don't want them to play with fear either we don't want them to be scared of doing it something goes wrong we just clap it up say never mind we go again you know for example in the um stanley game we did a kick from a scrum first tackle off our own line we, we almost regathered. It was only a loose carry. that They never got to it. We got to it. It was a loose carry. And it never came off. But I tell you what, they never dropped the fullback in again. No. So they were, every yeah. scrum like that, we were going against one less defender in a scrum mm. line. Never, they never put that, scrum, uh, that fullback back in the line. They were always thinking about it then, you know. And that's it's great when you can get teams a bit paranoid like that. So, you know, long may it continue for us. So much technical stuff going on, Parker, that us in the us in the crowd don't really notice. Yeah, well, you do. And, and when you sit and analyse again, I mean, I, I've noticed, right, playing the game for God knows how many years. It, <laughs> it, now I sit in the West Stand and I'm lower down. I have a different angle to what I did at the South Stand. And I see a totally different game. Mm. And you do spot little things. I, I mean, from what Matt's saying there about, you know, that, that see, sort of playing off the cuff, but with, with control as well. It's, it's what Saints have done for years. Saints first team. They they seem, you know, everyone says, oh, they play this champagne rugby. They do. It's on the back of, of what they do in training every day. And then you learn to, to you sort of how to communicate with each other and you all know what's happening. But you've got the basics right. And that's that's what the girls are obviously doing. They know, you know, I mean, obviously when you when you're 30 off points in charge of a game, you can try things, but they, they actually know, you know, they speak, they obviously know what everyone's gonna do, but they've earned the right to get to that point. 
And that's it. That's exactly what you know Saints do, and it's not quite worked for us. But another first team tried it this year, don't we? With Paul Rowley wants to play a sort of rugby quite a bit, but we don't always earn the right to play it, and then that's when things go wrong. But no, they're just they're just taking it on everything on board clearly. But they're learning every single game something new, and it's just exciting to see, isn't it, Matt? We talk about this this heads up rugby. Obviously, you got your you got your strike players out wide. You got Steph Gray. You got Lucy McKeown. Got Lauren Ellison. Alex Simpson. But it's your forwards that make the meters, the forwards that build the platform to give the space to the ladies to, to make things happen. Exactly. You know, the, the middles are they're the start of everything. If they're not powering forward, if they're not winning contact, if they're not landing on the fronts, our halfbacks can't go on the back of that. And then mm. they can't strike players that, you know, that you're, that you're quite right to mention, you know, and that all comes down to the, the half they put in and they're developing, like I've already mentioned, Darcy. Darcy started the season at centre in that friendly. Hmm. And what we probably just thought, you're probably better off suited more in middle. And she's thrived. We, we struggled the last few weeks without Vanessa. When Vanessa was out injured, she's come back the last couple of games now and she's, you know, slowly integrating herself into the games. And you can tell she's back. You know, she controls the middle of the pitch. She went to centre for us the other day and did an absolutely excellent job. These are the kind of players you want. These solid players who are just not going to let you down ever and they're going to keep going forward and they're going to keep working for you. It's just, it's putting the halfbacks on the front foot and it's really good. Strike players can't strike without being fed, you know what I mean? And, and, and they are being, and they're getting the good ball and they're getting the ball in the right places and it's working for us. And obviously you've got your halfbacks, Demi Jones, Louise Fellingham, making sort of magic happen. Obviously they've got options sort of inside and and outside. If you're an opposition, you know, you've got you've got problems, haven't you? Demi's always been like a really skillful, that old style halfback, you know what I mean? Set ball to line, little balls and all that lot. Lobby's growing into the position and she's growing every week and she's what she's getting really good now is a running game hmm. and she's, she's terrifying defences. She's running at them. They don't know whether she's going to go herself. They don't know whether she's going to chuck a little short ball in, whether she's going to miss someone out and put a longer ball in. She's got that in her locker now and she's doing these passes and she's doing these runs. And I'd say the last the last two games she's played, she's excelling all the time. They've been the best best games she's played in a Salford shirt. And then she did that against uh, Standing Lit and then she steps it up again against Hull. She's getting better every week and it's just great to see. Uh, two weeks until the semi-final, you've got Jews and more in a couple of weeks in the semi. Um, have you started obviously talking about the semi final or are you just taking it a game at a time? Taking it a game at a time. We don't even want to talk about the semi at the moment. Um, we're witness for it. Hmm. You know, and we've got, I think it's six or seven players came to us who were previous witness players. Hmm. So uh, their minds are definitely on this week's game. <laughs> so, um, I think there's a lot of players looking forward to Sunday yet. So there's a, there's a long way to go before we even start thinking about Jewsbury yet. Yeah, it's very tight at the top. Uh, one and two Lunas, Alton uh, Radets, uh, sort of competing with us in for that for that top spot. Who who do you think's the sort of the most dangerous team to us? Well, the obvious one's Alton, isn't it? Because they beat us, right? You know, so there's your obvious one straight away, and they're fourth and four. They're unbeaten at the moment, mm. so needs to start taking points off each other. Warrington can be a bit of an unknown quantity because. They're allowed to take players, the Super League players, and they're, they're, they're technically a reserve side. Mm. And they're allowed to take, I think it's five players every week. So, you know what? They turn up really strong some days, but they turned up strong. They had the five Super League players when we played them at their place, and mm. we came out on top. So, you know, we fear no one. We fear no one. And when Hilton come again, we know what to expect this time. And we, we went into that game, no excuses. We, you know, we had to put the players out, but we were missing 
players we need on the pitch. And they weren't there, unfortunately, for whatever uh, circumstance. But you've got to play what you've got. And we didn't play it that day. And they are a strong side. But when they come again, you know, we know what to expect now. And we'll go again. And we don't fear anyone. Yeah, I think Alton and... Warrington have got to play each other twice in the next sort of two weeks, so that might sort of give us a take up points for each other, gives us an opportunity to 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 hit the front. Yeah, be put one off each other. You know, I'll take an own win off both of them. That'll be yeah. eight. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. This week, witness, like you said, the semi-final. Um, I suppose places to be, you know, have to be sort of decided for that semi-final. I'm sure you know the the, the ladies will want to sort of put in a good performance and try and get that shirt for the semi. Exactly, that's it. Now you're. Um... You know, every every week you're doing it anyway. You're only borrowing a shirt. Shirt's never yours. You're only ever borrowing it every week. And at the end of the game, you leave it at the door and you hope someone gives it your back next. Um. So obviously that's going to be um that's going to be the case for the semi final as well. So yeah, everyone's at shot window semi final. So you know, and they all want it and they're all going to want to be involved. So yeah, this is it. It's a good thing, you know. The competition's great because the, you know they, if they've got to raise their game, if every one of them raises the game Sunday, then. Fantastic, we should put up a good performance. Mm. Matt's talking here, Park Hill, then. All oh, the airs are standing up back at my neck here. <laughs> yeah, it's the right things, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, like you say, you, this week especially, with the girls at RX witness, but the fact that you're playing for a spot in the semi-final, I know you don't want to get your mind onto it, but you, you are, you, you know, you don't want an off game this week. Because if there's somebody ready to step in, then you could have lost it. Yeah, it should, it should be um, should be should be good. I don't know much about the witness team. I don't remember reading anything about them at any point. Have they been going on? Have they have they been any any good? This they've won two, but I think the two they've won against the teams below them in the league. Right. Which all mean feet. You know, you've still got to win what's in, yeah. uh, what's in front. But yeah, so I think they've been a, they've been a bit of a team in transition because obviously six of them, six or seven of them play for us. So you know they've had to they've had to sort of regroup and put some players together. So you know the, in that way, barring a couple of more well known players, they're going to be a bit of an unknown entity to us. To be fair, so we're going to be going into it blind, really. I suppose is the is the plan to kind of get cool heads in this situation. You don't want it all turning a bit sort of sour. No, nah, no one's going. No one's going to fall out. No, I did. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Obviously, you don't want to, you don't want to sort of uh, get sort of caught up in that emotion, Parky. Do you really? You know, playing against your former side and you know trying to settle scores. Well, yeah, there is that, and there is the fact that you try too hard sometimes, hmm. and that that I think is the worst thing that a player can do is to try too hard to do things that that you do every day. You know, um, because you want to prove a point. You want you're clearly good enough if you're playing. It's that it's that simple, you know what I mean? Especially at the moment for our girls who are who are playing at the team that's at the top of the league. So you must be good. It's you know you don't they haven't got a point to prove to anyone. You want to get a win over your old club, of course you do. But just just like you said, then Rob, having a level head and just staying calm, just getting the job done. You can celebrate it afterwards. You can you know you can send messages to your mates that you used to play with or whatever, and you know and set the mic, but. When the, when the game's on, you got to just let all that go out the window and just get on with it and, and, and get the game won and stay top of the league and, you know, build for the semi. It's going to be exciting times and obviously we'll be we'll following it on the on the, on the the podcast and, uh, you know, hopefully league and cut double will be, it'll be, it'll be nice, but obviously we need you to calm us all down again, Matt. Well, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, uh, we, we won't start thinking about doubles yet. 
Let's talk about our other our other team uh, that was in action this week, our, our PDRL team um, in, I think it was Alton Festival. Uh, they played Wigan Warriors, they played Wakefield and they played Warrington. They beat Wigan at 22 points to 12. Great victory for the team in the first uh, festival, Matt. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's always, you know, it's, it's always nice to beat Wigan, isn't it? Let's be honest, no matter who you're playing for. Um, so, yeah, that's great for them. And um, it's a great concept, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's it's getting bigger all the time. And I like this festival format that they're doing with it now. It's, you know, it's a, it's it's showcasing the actual sport and um, it's really good and they're, they're enjoying it. And there's a, there's a lot of lads coming up from Wales. You know, uh, Craig Fisher's managed to get a few of the Wales PDRL lads coming up. And uh, they're loving it as well. I mean, they're traveling like eight hours round trips, nine hours to come play in a tournament. And the, wow. it's great for everyone. I'm going to give my name check for now for that. Uh, I think it's Connor Rice, Ben Lewis, is it Tima Hughes, Morgan Jones, Rob Carpenter, and Matt Rowley Parker. There's our, they're our Welsh contingent. Well, you, how many times have I mentioned on the podcast our club's success has been built on the, on the back of the Welsh, hasn't it? For, for over 100 years, it's just, it's just every time we've had a good team, it's been full of Welshmen. You know, no ladies in the future. Brilliant effort, that. I mean, that just shows that the love for the game and, and, and the credit to rugby league for its, you know, the way it just includes everybody. I don't think there's another sport, another sport like it. It shows that these, these people are willing to make that kind of sacrifice on their, you know, in their own time. Just come and play rugby. It's brilliant. I, don't, I mean, that, that's that's a long way to come for a game of rugby, I'll be honest. But um, no, I'm full of praise for, for these guys as well. I mean, everything that's that's going on at the club's been been unreal. But when I saw that at the weekend, we, we beat Wigan. It was the first game. And um, yeah, I was absolutely buzzing. Like like Matt has said there, beating Wigan, anything's pretty good. But rugby league... Again, a bit, a bit like Hull, you know, it's just it's just rugby league, and that's what that's what you get with them. But no, it's it's been fantastic. And this is another thing that's come again from absolutely nowhere in a short space of time, and the amount of time and effort that people have put in to get it to to where it is. And and the main thing is that it's fun. It's it's about fun. It's not it's not the cut and thrust of Super League where the, you know this and that. It's about enjoying rugby league. And these these guys clearly do, and, and and then you know these Welsh lads making all that effort just shows how much fun it is. Salford's team was uh, Timer Hughes, Jake Forbes, Lee Forbes, Morgan Jones, Stuart New Newton, and James Waller. And I think Jake Forbes he he was he impressed me against uh, Lee. I think he was the he was the guy that ran I think forty <laughs> yards but ran away from everybody. God, he's got wheels that kid. Remember Alan Parker. Yeah, well, I remember you talking about him. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he, he shocked you, didn't he? He did. Bit. He was, he was um, def- scored two tries. First one, I think we ran from like five metres, burnt the fullback, and then the second try went from like fifty metres, like Matt and a fire went through a gap and gone. Matt, you can't, you can't teach that. No, it's good to see that uh, Morgan as well. Morgan Jones is a, if if I'm not mistaken, is a former Commonwealth uh, sprinter as well. Right. So yeah, he's not. Um, oh. he's, yeah, do you know what I mean? But it's great for the, the lads who are coming up. It's great for the local lads as well and and women, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's fantastic, you know, let's not forget the local people who get involved as well, you know, and representing their own town and it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, they also played Wakefield and Warrington, lost narrow to both. Warrington, I think, are the champions of the PDRL. So, obviously, I think it was a close game. I think we lost 12-6, I think, Matt. So, obviously, shows, obviously, our first game and we're, and we're mixing it with the best... Yeah, well, world champs, aren't they? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. 
Great South Sydney, didn't they? All right. <laughs> in their own patch as well. They went down there in 2018. So, oh. yes, they are officially the world champions of PDRL rugby at the moment. Oh. Talk about the PDRL uh, team. Ben Lewis uh, has been selected as the Welsh captain for the World Cup in uh, 2022. And he just happened to have uh, the Welsh assistant coach on the podcast uh, this week. Oh, that's, a, that's a coincidence, isn't it, Matt? In it, fucking <laughs> <laughs> lad. Um, you know, he's he's just he's just a sportsman. You know, from judo when he was a kid to rugby union, he stopped playing for a couple of years. They started a team up just before COVID, then never got off the ground because of COVID, and then he come back and he's been playing for the last last year or two. He just loves it, and he's, he's even done boxing. He, you know, he's missing a limb, and he's done boxing with um, with a specially made glove. He didn't win. We did all right. <laughs> A charity, he did a charity fight. And I think the hilarious story about Ben is he actually only applied for a ticket, but got it wrong and applied to fight. Right. <laughs> and, and when he got accepted, he just went, oh, do you know what? I've done it now, and I? And he did it, and he went for it. He had a go. And it was, but he's, a, he's just, a, you know what? You get to know him as a natural leader. You can see it. You can see it on the, you can see it on WhatsApp. You can mm. see it in training. He's just a leader. And it was basically, it was a no-brainer for who was going to captain that side. You know what I mean? And, Every now and again, if anyone's slacking, whether it be training, doing their own training or something, he'll come out with a rant on WhatsApp. But he's, when he talks, people listen for that way. That's what good leaders are all about, isn't it, Parkin? What a story. Yeah, phenomenal. Again, just shows what you can do, doesn't it? Certainly puts me to shame and all that. Sometimes I struggle just to get out of bed in the morning. What, what a guy. And captain in your country. What more? What? I, 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 doesn't get any better, does it? You know, it's what we all would have dreamt of is... When I was growing up, so I, you know, I thought one day I'll play for my country. And this, to captain your, your country, and I, I can't imagine it to be honest with you. But uh, no, it's he's it, brilliant. What what he's done, what he's obviously capable of doing, and it's great to have him associated with our club. And I'll say it again, another another Welshman. What's that story? So, can you play for your country at under ten level when you were at your peak? Uh, no county level. <laughs> county. In case you don't, in case you don't know, Matt, um, Pat Park here was the elite. Uh, um, for, for was it five years when you were in the juniors park here was it uh, well whatever <laughs> <laughs> never lost a game fantastic that's true I did have I did have good players that was the difference oh, it's going on Steph Graham now Matt so I played it down I definitely got Mark. yeah go on, Matt I was just saying yeah all Steph Gray or like oh, anybody else you know what I mean she, yeah. uh, she was <laughs> Very uh, like you know apologetic of played it down. Numbers, yeah, yeah, it was uh, that that game when she when she come on on this podcast. She was fantastic the game before. She you know she did brilliant. Yeah. Game for yeah. Featherstone Lions away for, went eighty meters on the long way round. And I asked her about it. She was yeah, I just picked the ball up and just ran. I was like yeah, yeah. the long way round, beat the cover, just played it down. So yeah, wonderful player. She's very humble, and you know what? Being humble is like a really massive quality as well, and. Mm. You know, you, you you can't beat that. That's fantastic. Uh, let's talk about the other two games that happened this this week. Parker, England beat the All Stars eighteen four. Uh, three of our players were involved. Uh, good times. Yeah, good to have uh, good for them lads. You know, to, certainly. I mean, probably more so for for Cal than the other two in terms of what it means. You know, it, it'd be fantastic story for. Callum Watkins after trip his time in Australia didn't quite work out, and then his long term injury issues. And, to get back into an England squad and he could get in that squad to go to the World Cup. I mean, what what a turnaround that would be for 
and fully deserved. I mean, since he's come back from injury, he's been first class, hasn't he? I mean, change of position. Looks like he's played back row all his life. He's cut out for him in the build of the lad. He's, he's a he's an absolute athlete and he's a beast of a guy. He, he's one of them you don't actually realise until you're close to him. You see him on the pitch, he's just you know, another player, but he's he's a unit, that lad. It's good, but then to, to, to play centre for England, uh, I found all a bit odd when he hasn't played there for his club for the best part of, what, 12 months, if not longer. Is, is that a sign of how short? I don't know, England rugby league is. I don't know, but um, no, it was great for him. And Brody, Brody was he was dangerous throughout the game, wasn't he? He, he, he caused him a lot of problems, and it, it just shows. I think Brody he, he likes being let off the leash, doesn't he? He's not the kind of player that wants to play within any kind of structure. I don't. That that that'd be his game, and it's a shame he didn't have that uh, Lino from Wakefield outside him because. I think I think that would have been a really dangerous partnership, causing them lots of problems, which you need because obviously coming up to the World Cup. I mean, we we play Samoa, which will be tough enough, but as you progress, we're going to play Tonga and the Kiwis, and and obviously the, the Aussies, which is a terrifying thought. You know, you need these challenges. We don't play enough international rugby league, certainly not competitive wise. So uh, it was a useful hit out, but I just fear that how how many of that team that played on on the weekend will actually be playing in the World Cup. Was it worth it, the, the time? I, I, I don't know. I, the, the concept itself seems a little bit flawed because the exiles are combined nations as they are now. Not exactly the same for them, is it? In, in so many ways. But, but I thought our lads were good. Kenny Seal scored a belter, as you would expect, as he does. Picked up off his bootlaces uh, and went in the corner. Great, great finish. Um, but I thought the game itself was a little bit below par. I don't think it was half as good as Sky made out. No, we needed hit out. You know, there's only so much we can do. Who else are we going to play? We're just going to play the French, mm. you know. You know, maybe one of the other home nations. <laughs> Without being too disrespectful, it's not that much contest, is it? It's the only thing that we can do at the moment. Yeah, so I think one or two players probably did the chances. Give them a bit of a boost, but it'd be interesting to see what that final squad will look like. Mm. Obviously, as, as a coach, Matt, and you're kind of picking a team and picking a squad, is, is there kind of, when you're picking players who have played in a position all season in one position and then deciding to select them in a different position, how much of a risk do you think that is uh, as, a, as a coach? Uh, it's always a risk. I think with the England or Great Britain job, it's always been sort of an essential part of the job. They've always done it, haven't they? It's as if mm. it's some, like a clause in the contract. Yeah. Or we'll play Paul Sculthorpe at six or, you know, something like that. It's always been done. And, I mean, to be fair with that the other day, yeah, Callum Watkins has been playing second row for us. But, you know, we're going to have the NRL players who've still got to come into that squad, obviously. Herbie Farnworth is playing out of his skin at Brisbane. He's going to he's gonna make a massive claim for the centre spot in that in that final squad. Mark Percival, obviously, is going to... He'll be banging on the door. And, like you say, you know, the concept... Is it essential, probably, to get a game together? Is it being bought into? I was there, crowd-wise, no. Mm. You know what I mean? Not being bought into. I mean, apparently, one one of the parents of the kids' team that I went with, they were saying, apparently on the website, it said it was sold out. Mm. And we were just wondering which role they were talking about. <laughs> because uh, it, it far from sold out, you know what I mean? Uh, there was it, it was probably six. I don't know the crowd, but I'm guessing about six thousand. You know, it's 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 a good concept. It gets people a cap, and it gets people looked at as well. So there's players there that probably may not previously have got an international cap that have got one now. The interesting one for me was the two hookers playing for the All Stars. Mm. Mm. 
me personally, they're my, they're my two hookers for England. You know what I mean? What you say, yeah, Mickey McLaurin might have all that aggression and go forward and whatever, you know, and he never takes a backward step. But to me, those two players, Daryl Clark, Cruz Lehman, are your form form nines and they would be in any England squad that I picked. He's at the end up playing against them. Hmm. Thoughts and feelings, Packer? Yeah, no, I agree with it. It's funny because uh, while the game was on, I was sort of compiling a list of of players that are probably eligible to play for England in, in the World Cup. I think it got to about 45 that you would think have a chance of international. The trouble was, I think six of them were hookers. You know, obviously, Robes won't be there, but he's still, for me, the best, the best hooker in the league and probably one of the best players still in, in Super League. But... He's obviously not going to want it, concentrate on another year of club rugby. But he is interested that the hooker situation, definitely. I mean, Cruz Leeming, I think, has been a revelation for it in a, in a, in a very average Leeds team. Very average. He's, he's a fantastic player. I think Clark's suffering because he's at Warrington. I think they've just, the season they're, they're having, I don't think it, it helps him. But definitely them, them two will be the, or should be the, the, the two that are, that start the games. Want to look around the rest of the team, like you say about the, the, the players coming back from from Australia, and then what do you do with you know someone like Jake Connor if he's fit? Does he play? His attitude's terrible, but as a player, he's an absolute star. You know, there's a lot of, lot of things to think about for for, for Sean Wayne in England, and uh, there's so many players that couldn't play the other day that will, and then you think, well, does he go if he stays? And it's it, it's probably a good problem to have, but at the same point. I'm not sure the Aussies are quaking. I'm really not. We've, we've got to get it right, though, because we've got, to, we've got to pick that right squad. I mean, what's frightening about this World Cup is you'd, you'd imagine Samoa and Tonga are just going to wait an extra couple of days until some other squad have been picked. Oh. You know, and then it's like, right, so, you know, the Aussies and New Zealanders have picked the team now, so he's not been picked, he's not been picked, we'll take them. You know what I mean? And it's frightening the kind of players that can get left out of... You know what, the, Australia or New Zealand, one of the big two, and end up still playing in that World Cup and and massively, massively strengthening sides. Tonga are going to be up there again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, potentially. You know, and others. You know, it's frightening who could end up playing for them if they get left out by the Australians. And so we're uh, we're all hoping for a, a World Cup win for England then, with all these uh, fantastic talent to knock off Parker. Um. I, I, you know, as much as we love it, I'd be very, 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 very surprised if we if we went on to win it, make the final, potentially. But like, like Matty's just said there about Tonga, you look at that Tonga squad for this weekend for these Pacific games, it, that's terrifying on its own. And this is without, like you say, the ones that will miss out on the Kiwi squad and the, the Aussie teams. I, I don't know, but we. My fear is about international rugby at the moment, and I, I've, I've always been a massive fan. I've always wanted to push for it to be bigger. Is is the gap any closer now than it was when I watched my first international? You know, in about nineteen whatever it was, I can't remember. Eighty-two when the Aussies came over and destroyed us. Is the gap any closer now than it was then? I don't think it is. I really. Not with them. With the others, yeah. With the, it'll be a, if you take Australia out of the whole thing, it'd be a magnificent World Cup. But I just, I can't see past them, unfortunately. Uh, let's talk about the ladies international team, Parker. Uh, they won thirty six ten against France. Great game, very entertaining. You know, it shows the the quality that they've got in that team. 
It was brilliant. We were talking off air, weren't we, earlier on about about the skill levels of these the, the, the girls at that, that that level. I was going to ask Matt before actually, and it obviously without naming names or anything like that, but how far off are our girls to to that level? You know what I mean? Because I watched that the other day, and that was some of them girls were were terrifying. They were that good. It, the, the speed they played at and and the skill levels. It. it the, the game has advanced so much further. I'm thinking we've got to get to that level, but how, how far away are we from that? Not far away because, like like you said off air, the game three or four years ago wasn't mm. what it is now. Mm. And these these players are still the same players that were playing back then, so they've improved, mm. right? So there's nothing to stop ours from improving and getting to that level. The one thing... Like me, myself, and and every other coach, we, we, we've we've all bought into it. Is we're trying to get the players to play properly, and you know, and not just play one out rugby. We want block plays. We want little moves. We want uh, miss passes and this, that, and the other. That's what Saints do. That other teams are slowly starting to to, to catch up on now. You know, and um, we've gone on to Saints. It's England. It's the majority. You know, they are a, a lot of the Saints girls are the England team, and then you get to throw the best of York and. Leads in there as well, and you know a couple of others are breaking through, and it's you know it's exciting times. But again, Australia, New Zealand, different class. Hmm. And I think obviously the profile of the women's games grown, you know, fantastically. Amy Hardcastle, Jodie Cunningham, kind of like getting near kind of household names now. People kind of know the names now, and what know what they do, uh, Matt. So that's that's a positive step forward with the World Cup coming up. Yeah, I mean. Every day, every day, last week or for a couple of weeks before, I'm driving home from work every night, and I pull up at the lights near um, halfway home and look up, and there's a picture of um, Sam Tompkins and Emily Rudge. Yeah, and Emily Rudge went to school half a mile away from there. <laughs> Warrington girl, and there she is, you know, up in lights on a uh, on billboards in Warrington. It's fantastic, you know, England captain. It, it's great to see, and you know, they're really getting the exposure that they deserve and that they've worked hard for. You know, and it's 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 a credit to them, and it's and it's as I say, it's well deserved the hard work that they've put in and the effort. Do you think the ladies have more of a chance to win the World Cup than the men do? More of a chance, <laughs> yeah, equal. I mean, <laughs> you've got the Aussies, you've got the New Zealanders, and like the same with Tong with the men. You've got Papua New Guinea who are no mugs in the women's game. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, they'll let you, they'll let you, they'll let your mum and they'll let your grandma as well at the same time. They, they'll, uh, or they can hit three generations and tell you, you know, it's, it's, um, so yeah, it's, it's just going to be tough for them all. But do you know what? I mean, you've even got, you've got Brazil, Brazil in the World mm. Cup. What are they going to do? Who knows anything about them? What are they going to be an unknown? And, you know, are they going to come in and they're going to be easily beaten? Are they going to come in and shock everyone? Who knows? They're going to be completely unknown. You know what I mean? Whoever's going to come up against them is not going to know what's going on. So I'd love to see but the World Cup stay up here. But I won't, I won't be surprised if they both go um, to Australia, to be fair. Okay, just before we, we obviously sort of finish talking about, we're talking about the reserves, we've got a little game. I've been creating a game um, talking about the internationals. Um, so for players in our club that have represented their country are a representative team in the last two years uh, and up to World Cup slash touring uh, parties for this year. So it can be anybody, it can be man, woman, sort of academy, uh, foundation, things like that, Red De- uh, is it development academy, Any- everyone like that, PDRL, 
and, and the whole shebang, everybody. So do we understand the rules? So basically what we're going to do is I'm going to start mm. with you, Parker. Mm. You're going to give me a name and then Matt's going to give me a name. And what we're going to do, we're going to keep going until one drops off. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, do we understand yeah. the rules? Yeah. yeah okay. So I've got oh. 22, right? And we'll, we'll do the, the, the Danny Barton rule of I only know what I know. So if there's more, and he's coming with somebody I don't have my, on my list, and they do represent the average of the country the last two years, and it's wrong. Don't at me if you're listening and you think I've represented my country. Why am I, why am I not on this list? Because I can only go for what I know. Okay. So, Parker, first name, please. Cal Watkins. Cal Watkins, correct. Matt? Ken Seal. Ken Seal, correct. Parker? Parley Parley. Don't play for us anymore, though. I thought it'd be said in the last two years, and yeah, I thought he meant from the last. All right, all right, we'll go with that. Paulie Powell, then. I'll add him to my list. All right, Matt. So it's Morgan out. Morgan Escaray. Correct. Uh, Reese Williams. Correct, Matt. Uh, Jock. Alex Simpson. Correct. Great Britain's teacher, international packet. Rody Croft. Rody Croft, correct. Matt. Ryan Briley. Ryan Briley, Scottish fullback, correct. Parker. Danny Addy. Correct. Scottish second row. Matt. Greg Burke. Greg Burke, correct. Parker. Sam Luckley. Sam Luckley, correct. Matt. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no pressure, Matt, but you can't lose this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to go to the PDRL ones yeah, yet. Yeah, straight away. <laughs> Here's one for you, Josh Wagstaff. Josh Wagstaff. Does he play for, is it is it is he Welsh? No, it's English. English really sorry. Yeah. Uh, touring is he touring Sully? Remember that? I didn't do that much homework. Nah, I think he did. I, I think I did. Packer. Struggling here. Eh? What? Play, so plays for us now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plays for us now. They've played internationally in the last two years or are going on tour slash World Cup slash European Championships at the end of the year. There's a few that we've, that we've mentioned on the podcast most weeks. I don't know. Because well, I've gone... I, I started thinking back to players that had played and have moved on in the last couple of years. Mm. Them. Yeah, them as well. Do you want oh. to jump in there, Matt? I don't know. Well, I'll, 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 I'll take a chance, right? On the on the rules that you let him have, Pauly Pauly. Yeah. Can I have deck pattern? Yeah, go on. All right, okay. Wait, well, okay. Uh, Ed Chamberlain. Yeah, Ireland, yeah. Ooh. Have a little bit. Well, I think... He played, he's not played for England Knights, I think it's 2018. It was 2019, but he gave me, he gave me that pattern. It was the same team. All right, go with Adam. <laughs> All right. Parker. Um, I thought he wasn't with us then, was he? He'd gone. Um, I was, I was, no, I can't have that. That's, that's very wrong. Um, wow. Uh, oh, um, Tyke McCarthy. 
Yeah, Ireland, give you that one. Matt? Oof. I'm going to have to nasty again. Miles Paul. Miles Paul, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Go on. That's on my list. Okay. Mm. Getting tough, this, isn't it? It is. I can't have him either because that's not fair. That's just cheating. Oh, I would. I would. You want to? You want to see the eight I've got? Then <laughs> was he still? Was he with us then? Gil Dudson. When did he leave? Twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen. He left. Twenty nineteen. Can't give it a one. Are you out, Parker? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know when he played for the, his country and whether he was with us. I'm sure he was. It was Ollie Roberts, even though he was only on loan. Mm, I'll give he you that one. Go on, go on, Matt. Hit All right. one. While we're playing that technicality rule, Elliot Kerr. <laughs> Elliot Kerr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Any more, Parker? Not from the last. Not this. No. I mean, okay. I could. No, no. So, Matt, do you want to go through your list and I'll see if I've got them on my list? Right, all right. So, you might not let me have some of these because it might not be two years. I was going with Tim Laffey, Samoa. Yeah, I will give you Tim Laffey because he's played, he was going to play for the All-Stars but got pulled from the squad for suspension. So, I'll give you it on the technicality. I had Serena Tamu, England Community Life. Correct, got that one. Vanessa Adler, GB Teachers. Oh, didn't know that one. Vanessa Hadler. Okay, that's a good one. Didn't mention that. I into any first first lady I've interviewed. Uh, it was season, never mentioned it. Back in 20 hours, it didn't exist. Right. <laughs> Vanessa Hadler. Rogan, Rogan Edwards is a county rugby union captain. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I thought county's not oh, international. It is. Oh, Brody. Yeah, go on. Give me that one. Charlie Glover, Wales under 17s. Who is it? Charlie Glover is in the academy. Charlie Glover. Yeah, so I've got that, oh, I've got that one. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being horrible now. I'm bitting Morgan Jones, Simon Hughes, Ben Lewis, Connor Rice, Stuart Newton, yeah. Rob Carpenter, Matt Rowley, and Justin Martin. Yeah, Rob Carpenter, Matt Rowley. Uh, is it Leaf Tobowie? Throw, uh, throw as well. Yeah, Alice Thomas. Right, so we've got Lafay. Uh, I've got uh, Nathan Taylor playing for England students in Ireland at the moment. Plays the reserves. That's the one I was looking for. Got him. Any social media. Yeah, him. And I've got um, Olivia Meyer played for England students, students 2020. She did live. Oh, you've got one of mine. Can't believe it. Mm. I had lived, I had lived and uh, bent it for Lancashire as well, but I right. thought they were waiting. It was about six years ago, something like that. Mm. It's amazing. I have that one. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I obviously, so many sort of players in our in our club park here that that are, you know played at the are played at the highest level in recent times. It, it is really, especially. I mean, it's it's more encouraging that the the from the academy or from the women's team that sort of thing. It, it is tough, you know, to, to get international call, but uh, at any level, you know, massively so. But yeah, it just shows what what talent there is uh, at the club at the moment. And 
and more to come. Like, you know, I know I've said it a few times and I don't want to bore everyone, but that, that whole thing with the Welsh sort of progression that's come on, you know, the lads that we, we, we signed up not long ago and things like that, you know, we, we're looking for talent in areas that maybe other people are missing and then they can go and represent their country and make their country stronger. And that, you know, that's how this game is going to grow and that's how the international game is going to grow. So just full credit for people who are finding these players and bringing them to the club and giving them a chance. And obviously, you know, Matt, you're, you're hands-on in this situation. Obviously, you must be so proud when you get to see uh, sort of one of your sort of ladies or, or, or lads uh, go through to, to sort of the international scene. Yeah, I mean, um, Lucy McKeown, um trained the week. Um, I don't think at the moment she's got into the squad. I'm not overly sure. Uh, but, you know, just for her to recognise at this very early stage in her rugby league career, she's only... You know, she played the first game of rugby league in February. You know what I mean? So for her to be even being looked at on an international scene at the moment is absolutely fantastic. A credit to her and a credit to how she's been playing. Yeah. You know, I'm, she will, without doubt, she will, without doubt, represent Ireland. It's it's, it's going to happen. It's just a case of when, but it will happen. Mm. I thought it was a game, but I couldn't put her in because she's the only child. Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't. I, I didn't have that one. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's been fantastic. Great to have you on, Matt. Uh, you know, giving us insight into the to the ladies' team and, and everything that that we've talked about. It's been been an absolute joy and uh, cracked some good jokes as well. Oh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. Brilliant. So, Parker, um, yeah. talking about sort of the reserves, they were in action against Wigan. We sent our man on the ground, Matt Carr, uh, and he gave us a, a report on it. And this is what we had to say. Evening, Rob. Yeah, tough night tonight for the reserves, going down 44-10 to Wigan Warriors. Trailing uh, 22-4 at half-time. First half try scorer was uh, Josh Rourke, uh, converted by the same player as well. Um, second half, another another uphill struggle. Some good rugby playing at times from uh, from the lads, but uh, the only try for Salford was uh, Sam Barsley. Uh, conversion was missed, though. Standout player for me, um, based based on his leadership, really looks a uh, good prospect for the future, was, uh, was Jack Stevens. So uh, watch this space. Parker, Wigan had a very good side, and and you know it's it's one of them. It's all about development for for them lads. Yeah, I mean the, the Wigan sort of squad that they can pick from is probably you know two hundred lads long, isn't it? Let's be honest. They, 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 every kid in Wigan wants to play for Wigan, and they all want to play rugby league. Um, it's always going to be tough. I mean, you know, obviously the, the a lot of a lot of what goes on at Salford recently. So the, well. With, with the teams and surprised me, you know, and caught me out. But uh, I mean, that would be a big, a big, a big surprise. But again, it's just about learning, isn't it? Playing against, you know, potentially better players. But but Wigan is a the, the thing is that a lot of them players will have played together at other levels for other teams, you know, before they've got this far. Whereas our lads are probably, you know, drafted in from 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 all over the the, the north, really. Just you know, and obviously our local lads. Uh, and they've got to learn to play together. It does take time, um, but it's, I mean, it's not a bad result, is it? You, you, I know we've I've seen Salford get plenty of more pastings off Wigan teams than that. So um, yeah, no, it's just uh, I, the, the effort's clearly there, and they are learning as they go along. Yeah. So that's all the the the, the match reports uh, this week, and now we'll look at what's happening in the world of Salford Devils. Gentlemen. 
So this week, Parquet Festival Rugby League at the AJ Bell. Uh, the LDRL side are involved in a festival from 12.30 where Salford, Wigan, Wakefield and Lee all play off against each other. Then Salford face Wakefield at 3 o'clock. And then in the after game, uh, it's the Academy War Roses, Lancashire and Yorkshire. So a, a feast of rugby league throughout the day. Yeah, fantastic. Full day of it. Hopefully the weather holds. That'd be that'd be great. I think it's supposed to be okay-ish on Sunday. So um, that, that should bring a few bodies out. But it's brilliant. This is what we've been saying for, for ages about, you know, hopefully getting the ladies there as well, you know, for, for their games. Let's make a day of it. Mm. You know, it seems that while we've been at the AJ Bell, a lot of the time it's just been about you turn up, you watch the first team, you go home and that's it. This this gives you a full day. I mean, you know, you get there, like say, get there for 12, half 12, you, you start watching the, the the festival, see what, you know, goes on there. I'm sure there'll be some some good rugby, and but, you know, a lot a lot of fun to be had. There'll be other things going on. Then you've got the first team game. And you don't have to just rush off and that's it. You don't see everyone for another week or a fortnight or whatever. Stay behind and watch the origin. And uh, let's be honest, you know, that'll be, that'll be tasty. That'd be really tasty, and uh, I think is it is this like the second Origin game or something between mm. this this year? Um, I think Lancashire won the first one, so fingers crossed we can carry that on. But no, great a great day. It's, 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 like you say, the weather's good, perfect day for rugby league, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm planning on getting down there early to watch it, to watch the festival first. Yeah, uh, the club are looking for musicians to help with the pre-match entertainment. Park. If you're obviously interested in your um, musician or have a band and want to sort of play pre-match at the game, you need to contact uh, the club at inquiries at sulfuredevils.net uh, and get yourselves uh, sort of involved. I think it's great. Obviously, you know, opportunity for local talent um, to be platformed, really, because you don't get to play in front of whatever, 500,000 people, well, not 500,000, 500, 2,000 people in the, in the, in the tent. It's not Wembley, but you know, it's, it's it'd be a massive opportunity for, for somebody. And I think if it's, if they do become successful, I think it's so important that the club invest in them because obviously you can, you can get sort of people who want that, want that opportunity, but you both need to meet halfway. Uh, so hopefully you'll get, you know, somebody with a bit of talent who can play a bit, uh, has a bit of charisma, who can entertain a crowd, and the club will meet them halfway and turn them into a, a pre-show, uh, which uh, which will get everyone in the mood for the game. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that 500,000, Paul King would be happy, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, he'd be delighted with that one. Uh, yeah, no, I've thought this for years. I mean, we've got the university. I know it's a probably a bad time of the year. I don't know if they, I don't know times in terms of the, at the moment but a lot of bands come through that way or acts don't they and it's a good way if we're connected with the university to get to get bands in or you know, even the local schools and stuff like that these kids you know starting up their own bands and anything so it's a good little sort of step up and a chance to get out um i, I won't be throwing my hat in the ring because i'm not sure grade three violin would would be a <laughs> help for anybody but um yeah, no, good. Keep, keep it coming. And I know they tried a few years ago, didn't they? Got, they got a few bands down there. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we might find the next uh, the next Beatles. That's what it's all about. That's that's Whatever brings them in, Parky, that's that's, uh, that's all I'm about. I think it's important, obviously, because it's sometimes, for families, it's not always about the actual match. It's about the old day in it and the old entertainment. So I think if you get the right sort of people in that area, then it makes a big difference. 
Well, absolutely. You know, different strokes for different folks, isn't it? I mean, some people will just go. I mean, it, for me personally, is it the old boring footy duddy I am? If I go and watch the match and come on, then that's I'm I'm happy. Well, mm. probably not. The results gone the wrong way, but um, but they're, they're, you know, you're talking from all ages, kids up to to grandparents who who will all be looking for different things out of the day out. Um, the all the, the main focus is that that game of rugby for 80 minutes, but. What goes on around it, you know, entertainment could to cater for everybody, and um, it is hard to do, and it's all, you know, it all costs money, doesn't it? But we we need to do that. We need to make the AJ Bell or wherever else we, we're going to play now or in the future, make it a venue, make it an event every time there's a game on, not just come down here, sit in the, you know, sit in a cold stand and and watch 80 minutes of rugby and go home, you know, let's bring it all together. We we were lucky at the Willows. We had that, didn't we? You know, you could all meet up in the club and and whatever else. You, you, you did have music on, or you go downstairs to the vault. You just just offered up different things, um, and we've lost a lot of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I know the club are trying. They can't they can't do too much. It's, you know, like I say, it all costs money, and there's not a lot of that going about for anybody at the moment. But uh, yeah, no, and, and, and this Sunday's a start for that for me to 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 get people there long term for a day rather than just, you know, a couple of hours. Yeah. Club's got more week, Magic Weekend tickets. Um, obviously, it's all the first allocations. That's uh, promising, Parker. Yeah, unless the first allocation, 25 tickets. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I've, I've not got mine. I'm not I'm not 100% where I'm going to be at that point, oh. um, fortunately. Um, whether I'll be making it, I'm, I'm a bit like that. I hope, I hope I do. I mean, I do like Newcastle. It's a fantastic day out or weekend. It's a great, it's a great city, and you know, obviously, throwing the match as well, which which should be a, a tasty one as ever. Um, but yeah, no good news. Good news, at least we are shifting tickets, and uh, hopefully, I'll be I'll be I'll be picking one up. But um, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, no good. Good to hear. Yeah, uh, play. Some players have been. Um, Touring our amateur sides uh, this week, uh, Parkick feeding into the uh, the academy and building that community feel. Yeah, people like I mean, Greg Burke's a great character, really good. Uh, you know, he, he's he, he's a funny funny guy anyway, but mm. he's probably the right kind of person to go out and meet. You know, kids or, or, or any you know anyone who plays the game. Um, he's got you know vast amounts of experience as well. That you know, if, if someone wants to. Ask him a question about how things, you know, how things work at that level. He'd be a great person to ask. But the club, you can't ask more than that. The club's have done this for what two years now, sending players out to to amateur clubs, and more so this year. Um, obviously, without COVID and everything else, making it a little bit easier. Um, but it's, it is great. We we have to keep stay in contact. We are a community club at the end of the day, and without the buy-in of of amateur clubs, we, we've got. You know, got very little chance of progressing the club anywhere, have we? If, if there, if there's no uptake from from the guys who play it for fun, you know, what what else are you going to do to get somebody out in the living room who watches Coronation Street every night? We we have to engage, and it and it's and we're doing it right. And uh, some of our players are brilliant. Like I said a few weeks ago, I think um, uh, down at Folly, um, Chris Atkin was down there, and he's he's a, he's another great one. He got involved and. And it appeared to some people that he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to go. Do you know what I mean? But he's got a newborn now, hasn't he? You know, so that was that was before that. But at the same point, he has got other pressing issues. Um, but he wanted to be involved, and that's 
that's great. And if they, it, as long as the players buy it, you know, they don't see it as an obligation and, and actually get stuck in and enjoy it. It's uh, it's brilliant. You can't you can't fault the club for it. Yeah, if he's out training, you don't have to change nappies, Parker. Well, if I, I have to uh, I have to do podcasts. That's my excuse. <laughs> Talking about doing it properly, let's do it properly. Greg Burke and Dan Sargeson went to West Arden Lions, and Brody Croft and James Green went to Langley the Reds. So uh, that's fantastic. Obviously, you know the, the club investing in the youth and uh, the future there. Talk about the future, Parker. Final bit of news: nine of our local schools represented the club in the championship finals in the last week. Which is fantastic. Obviously, you know they've, they had the you know the round robin school competition, and where obviously all the club, all the schools got together, and uh, yeah, nine of our nine of our local schools played for us and and and, and did a good job. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. I've not heard about this. Yeah. Absolutely no knowledge. Yeah, I, I, girls and boys. Um, B T H, the uh, school B T H, uh, year seven and year eight girls they got to the final um boys um year seven and eight wilmslow high st ambrose barlow uh, st joseph's in bolton um is it well wellacre in trafford karen slade in bolton and bth um for, for lads year eight so it's great obviously you know a lot of, lot of lot of schools there a lot of kids uh, you know wearing the wearing the club's uh, badge with pride it's got it's got when you said like sort of local schools, I mean they're they're spread about a bit, them aren't they? Right. All, Bradford, mm-hmm. uh, all over the place there. That again just shows the out the outreach that's, that that comes from the club and and the work that goes on unknown behind the scenes. Again, you know, mm-hmm. to get these the, the engagement from these schools, uh, not traditional rugby rugby league areas, um, and representing us. It's really good. I like saying anything about that. I'm a bit I feel a bit um What's the word? I don't know, but uh, I'm not. I'm not happy. I didn't know that. But that's that's brilliant. No, it's it's good. It's good to see, especially at this time of the year when you know there's plenty of other stuff going on. Yep. So if you obviously want your school to be involved in the next sort of uh, next season's um, competitions and things like that, if you want, contact Kevin Dot. Is it Rainer at SalfordCC.ac.uk, um, and obviously contact him and, and get involved in that. So that's all the news now. And what we'll do, we'll see what's happening in the world of Rugby League with Whiteside World of Rugby League. Coach's Corner. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Rugby League Roundup, as Rob likes to call it. Whiteside's World of Rugby League, I think he calls it, isn't it? nowadays but we'll call it the world roundup because there's all sorts going on as i record this it's about 25 26 degrees um, and i've got my air conditioning on in my van to keep myself cool but hoping this weather uh, holds out for uh, for sunday for the game against wakefield i believe it's going to change but let's let's hope we get a nice bit of sunny weather but we'll start off this week with the national conference leagues in the premier division it was a big win away from home for rochdale mayfield they won away at thornhill trojans by 40 points to 10 tries from uh, stuart marvin butterworth connolly and sheridan and McDade and Hargreaves as well and goals four from Connolly so a big game there Lewis Butterworth having a decent game and uh, 
Jimmy uh, Connaught and the man of the match for Mayfield. Big win for them, 14-4 up at half-time and they won it by 40 points to 10. That gives them seven wins from the 14 matches so far. Going round the leagues, it was almost a clean sweep. Two of our Oldham sides won in the uh, third division, but Saddle were beaten in the first division. They were beaten at home to Stanningley by 36 points to nil. As I say, in the third division, Oldham St. Anne's 36, Shawcross Sharks 16 and Hensingham 22, Waterhead Warriors 34. So the fixtures for this week, Might and Warriors entertained Saddleworth Rangers on Saturday in Division 1. Our other sides uh, don't have a fixture. So, currently in Division 3, as we mentioned last week, Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St. Anne's continue at the top of the table. East leads the top with 13 wins from 14. Waterhead Warriors are second with 10 wins from 14. And Oldham St. Anne's are third with 9 wins from 14. Right, we'll turn our attention to the North West Men's League. Now, there wasn't too many results at the weekend, whether it was the weather or, or what have you, I'm not too sure. But uh, in Division 1, on Saturday the 18th of June, Folly Lane beat Hindley by 14 points to 10. In Division 2, Hindpool Tigers 30, Salford City Roosters 28. The fixtures for this week, there's not many again. It's Saturday the 25th of June, Rochdale Mayfield A face Lee East A in Division 3. Division 4, South and East, it's Burtonmore Bridge against Waterhead Warriors A. And in Division 5, Bolton Mets are at home to the Ashton Bears A. And Bolton Mets are at home to the Ashton Bears A. That's been uh, printed twice there, so uh, a misprint. So Bolton Mets are playing Ashton Bears A. Well, moving on to the North West Youth League. It was the cup action for a lot of the sides at the weekend. On Sunday the 19th of June, it was the North West Youth Plate. Blackbrook Royal 6, Salford City Roosters 20. That's in the under-18s. Uh, so congratulations to uh, to the Roosters there, there through. In the under-16s, Lancashire Cup, Lee Minor Rangers 92, Saddleworth Rangers 0. So a big defeat there for the Saddleworth Rangers under-16s. We hope they uh, have a better week uh, this week because that's, that's, a, that's a big defeat. That. So hopefully the confidence is not too too low down and they'll bounce back this week. The North West Youth Cup, Holton Farm with Hornets, Greens 36, Follow Lanes 20. Uh, Waterhead Warriors 16, Wigan St. Jude's 36, they're under 16 games. And the fixtures for this week, Sunday the 26th of June, under 18s, Division 1, it's Roos Pioneers against Saddleworth Rangers, Salford City Roosters face Oral St. James. And in the under 16s, Division 1, Crossfields are at home to South Trafford Raiders, Hindley face West Hart, Rochdale Mayfield played Lee East. Division 2 of the under 16s, Saddleworth Rangers back in action, they face Holton Farm with Hornet Greens, and Shevington Sharks at home to the Waterhead Warriors. Well, before we talk about the domestic scene and, of course, the Australian scene, we'll just have a look back at the internationals from last week, and it was a Combined Nations match. England faced the Combined Nations at the Halliwell Jones on Saturday. England won it by 18 points to four. A couple of Salford players in this side. Well, there was two in the, the Combined uh, All-Stars team. It was Ken Seo who got a try as well, and um, Brodie Croft was in there. Tim Lafayette should have been in there, but he was suspended. And Callum Watkins started in the centres for England, so uh, 18 points to four. The final result tries for England from Jake Wardle, George Williams, and John Bateman. Ken Seo got the try for the Combined Nations. 18 points to four. That finished. There was also some internationals in the in the women's game as well to talk about. We'll just give you the results of those. Uh, it was Wales 60, Italy nil. That was uh, I think that was played at Pandy Park Cross Keys on Sunday. There was also uh, a wheelchair international between England and France. That was a cracking match. That was at the Manchester Basketball Centre on Sunday, and England won that by 62 points to 48 sounds an absolute belt of that so uh, so yeah some great games there in the international uh, scene at the weekend and before we forget to mention there's a couple of other international games as well it almost slipped my mind and i need to mention these as well england played france in uh, the Halliwell jones that game was put 
played just before the England Combined Nations game and England won that by 36 points to 10 Amy Hardcastle I think she came out with the uh, man of the match performance oh Jodie Cunningham the man of the match Amy Hardcastle had a good game though as well there was some good performances all round for the uh, for the England side and it was a good win for them to beat France by 36 points to 10 in uh, another international game Reese Williams captained uh, Wales against France that game was played at the Stade Municipal Albion Sunday France 34 Wales 10 Morgan Escray started at full back for, for France he, uh, I think he scored a try as well Escray yes he did he scored a try and uh, and kicked a couple of goals as well Mike Butt of Swinton scored a try for Wales and uh, yeah Mike Butt of Swinton and um, Reese Williams of Salford in that side Lewis Roberts also former Salford player playing for Wales he was in the centres and uh, Chester Butler grandson of Colin Dixon he was in the second row for uh, for uh, Wales as well so uh, Wales beating 34 points to 10 Right, we do tend to get around on this report and we'll now move over to Australia, which I think is about 12,000 miles away, something like that. It was NRL Premiership Round 15 weekend just gone. St. George Illawarra Dragons 32, Sydney Rabbitohs 12. Quite a surprise result there. Manly Seagulls 26, North Queensland Cowboys 28. Melbourne Storm 32, Brisbane Broncos 20. Parramatta Eels 26, Sydney Roosters 16, Corolla Shark 18, Gold Coast Titans 10, New Zealand Warriors, their poor run continues, they were beaten at home to Penrith Panthers by 40 points to 6, Canberra Raiders 20, Newcastle Knights 18, Canterbury Bulldogs continue their renaissance, they beat West Tigers by 36 points to 12, the game that was played last Monday on the 13th of June, that finished Canterbury Bulldogs 34, Parramatta Eels 4, so the league table, Penrith stay top, 14 wins from 15, Melbourne are second with 11 wins from 4, 14. Then it's North Queensland Cowboys, Cronulla Sharks, Brisbane Broncos, Parramatta Reels, South Sydney Rabbitohs and St George Illawarra Dragons that make up the playoffs. Canterbury's good form has lifted them off the bottom. Gold Coast Titans are now bottom of the table with six points. Then come New Zealand Warriors, West Tigers and Canterbury. The fixtures for this week, uh, there's a representative fixture on Friday the 24th. 4th of June, that's the Ampol Women's State of Origin, that's between North New South Wales and Queensland of course, that's 10.45 that game's on Sky as well, on Friday the 24th of June, on Saturday the 25th there's some international games, New Zealand women face Tonga women, 10 past 4 in the morning on Saturday morning, that's on Sky TV New Zealand face Tonga at 6.20 that's straight after that, both those games at the Mount Smart Stadium, Auckland, both on Sky and there's another game on Sky at 8.40 between Samoa and the Cook Islands and then if you're in Saturday morning, you've got an out to do Papua New Guinea face Fiji at 10.45 also on Sky both those two games there are at Campbelltown Stadium Sydney so four matches on the television on Saturday morning there's another game on Sunday the Ampol State of Origin 2 it's New South Wales against Queensland that's at 10.50 on Sky TV at the Optus Stadium in Perth so there's quite a weekend on uh, on the satellite television there of, uh, of rugby league for you to enjoy Right, finally this week, we'll turn our attention to domestic things. We were looking, we were talking before about games last week. Uh, in the Betfred Championship last Monday, Lee Centurions had a big win. They beat Featherstone Rovers by 32 points to 12 at, uh, I was going to say Hilton Park, then at least Ports Village. The fixtures for this week, Thursday, 23rd of June, Betfred Super League. St. Helens face Leeds Rhinos. The ladies team also play before that as well. Both those games are on the, the Sky Television. On Friday, the 24th of June, it's Warrington against Hull. That's on Sky at 8 o'clock. Wigan Warriors face Toulouse Olympic. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff in the Betfred Championship Friday night. Sheffield Eagles are at home to Lee Centurions. On Saturday, the 25th of June, Betfred League 1. All three of these games are 3 o'clock kickoffs. Hunslet face Rochdale Hornets. London 
Scholars are at home to Swinton Lions. West Wales Raiders face Cornwall. On Sunday, the 26th of June, 3.30, it's Castleford against Catalans. At 3.15, it's Hull KR against Huddersfield. Salford face Wakefield at 3 o'clock. In the Betfred Championship, all these games at 3 o'clock. Bradford against Dewsbury. Featherstone against Batley. Newcastle Thunder against Workington Town. Whitehaven face York City Knights. And Widnes are at home to London Broncos. In Betfred League 1, 3 o'clock, Keithley Cougars, top of the table. They face Oldham. North Wales Crusaders are at home to Doncaster at half past two. And there's one game on Monday the 27th of June in the Betfred Championship. And that is Barrow against Halifax Panthers. So at the moment, Saints are top of the Super League with Catalan second, Wigan third. In the Betfred Championship, Lee are a point in front of Featherstone Rovers at the top. Then come York City Knights, Batley, Halifax and Barrow. In the Betfred League 1, it's Keith Lukugas who are 10 from 10 there, top of the shop. Uh, Swinton Lions are second with uh, 8 wins from 10. Then North Wales Crusaders, Rochdale Hornets, Doncaster and Hunslet make up the playoff places. So it's turned into a fascinating state of affairs. Rugby League domestically, we're about halfway through I think now, something like that. So, uh, so anyway, that's all I've got time for this week. I shall see you at Salford on Sunday for Salford against Wakefield. Enjoy, take care, bye-bye. So that was Whiteside's World Rugby League and now we'll look forward to the Wakefield game on Sunday. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Review. So, Salford face Wakefield at the AJ Bell Sunday. Um, need, win needed. Obviously, the table's getting tight, Parker. Um, we've got a few injuries. Uh, but if there's a perfect time to win, it would be now. It's a massive game, isn't it? I think this could define this, the, the season for us. Um, if, if, I mean, it's a bit of an up and down run, but if we don't win this game, I, I, I don't think we're getting relegated. I, I don't, but it just adds that extra pressure on, and you don't, we don't want to be playing under too much pressure. Um, a win eases us away again. It probably puts a what a, a, an eight-point gap is it between us and Toulouse. Mm-hmm. If that was if that was the case, keep Wakefield you know below us or whatever. And 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 depending on other results, you know, we can go up again you know, Warrington. If we're fighting out Warrington at the end of the season, if you said that at the start of the season, I'd have been amazed. So um, it's a huge game, really. Is I'm I'm kind of a bit apprehensive. I really I think the last. The last two performances from us have been far from good enough. Um, and Wakefield have picked up a bit of impetus, haven't they, since then? And Warrington. Um, we're, we're struggling at the moment, I think. We had two great wins with Leeds and, and Cass and then went away to OKR and uh, that was a horror show. It was just... I don't know. It was a bit soul-destroying, to be fair, that game. And I, I think... I don't think it helped going into the Wigan game then. And I wasn't on last week, but we got it all wrong against Wigan. I think every bit of tactics that we put into the game was wrong. I think every, our kicking game was wrong. Just everything about it again. I know we scored a couple of tries late on, but it, it, they're kind of irrelevant in, in so many ways. So this week, we've had a week off. Hopefully, a couple of bodies will be fixed and ready to go. Um and it's huge. It really is huge. Because Wakefield on the day are a really good team. Great attacking mm-hmm. team. And they've got some real big units in the middle, which is our you know, our Achilles heel, as we know, because we just don't. And uh, it it's gonna be it's gonna be tense, isn't it? Um 
But but this, I mean, this is why we're in the Super League. This, these are the games you want. You want big, you know, games that get you like that. You're no point turning up at a game and thinking, either oh, one way we're going to win anyway, or or we're going to get hammered this week. There's no point turning up. So uh, it, it depends on what what squad we get out there and what what ball role he's got available. Um, but I think a few players have probably done a bit of soul searching over the last couple of weeks because the, the performances weren't weren't good enough. But overall, uh, I think I think this could be a really really good entertaining game. I know I said, I said that for the OKR game, and I got it completely wrong again. It was wrong. Um, but that that no fault of OKRs. Um, but I think this will be. I think they'll see the, the significance of it because they've been basically second bottom nearly all year, haven't they? And, chance for them to lift off and and maybe say, you know, look, we're not that bad. We're planning now for next year. We don't want to end the season in a, in a you know, I know we're just halfway, but in a bad way. We've got some big games coming up uh, and this is one of them we've got to put on the board. Another home game, you know, we, we've got to make the most of them. I think it's so important. Obviously, lost Nara to Wakefield pretty early in the season. Um, obviously, to reach a kind of playoff, you need to kind of like sort of beat the teams around you so advantage Wakefield really so for us to be him at home then obviously you're, you're levelled out there aren't you really when you look at the sort of the, the competition within the competition if that makes sense so I think it's important obviously like you said injuries we've had a few of them we've had a week off now you know players have, had, have looked at that Wigan game realised what went wrong and now they can fix it and you know it's, it's a challenge isn't it it's a challenge which sort of these players we know we'll, we'll be up for because uh, obviously you know the Super League is is, is a the top competition in it and you know we we've got I look at the through this team and the squad and I think we've got we've got class in in this team and really I don't think we should be sort of sat here thinking oh you know it, we could go horribly wrong here but you know we we, we are I'm going to say turn into Nottingham Forest saying too good to go down but I, I just think we are so I'm I'm, I'm hoping that that you know somebody one of them finds something and and digs us out of this rut we're in. Yeah, I mean, with, with this game and then we have got to lose a way to come as well. And it, the, the gaps can close very quickly. Mm. That is a worry. And if we do lose this, how much of a, an impact could that have on our season, you know, as in the morale and, and everything else? I, again, I don't think we will go down. And it, you know, I say that and I, I certainly hope that we don't finish anywhere near the bottom. But at the start of the season, you know, you can you can rewind every you know the, the podcast from back then. We're making predictions, and I said we'll probably you know everyone's got us down as doing the bottom three. So if we finish outside the bottom three, we'll have done well. As it is at the moment, we we are where we are, and we are where people said we'd be. Have we lost anything? No, no. But we don't want to finish any lower than we are. Mm. We, we want to be looking up. I'm not. I'm certainly not thinking playoffs now. I just don't think we're consistent enough to 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 get into that kind of level. That's that's been our problem all year. We can put a couple of results together and then and then be dreadful for two weeks. Um, we, we, you know, if 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 we could have gone to all KR and put in a real performance, um, then maybe I might have had a bit more confidence in us. I just don't at the moment. I, I, I feel like there's something missing in the team and. And I hate this time of year anyway when players have already decided what they're doing for next year. I think that really upsets me. There are players who who know that their future's settled and might put the cue on the rack a little bit. I think I've, I've spotted that with one or two already. Um, and that worries me. 
because uh, what you want is everybody in a dogfight like we're in is everybody going in the same direction. Mm. But if you know, I mean, I, I disagree with all this anyway. I mean, what if it was between us and Wakefield at the bottom of the league, and uh, players were nego- negotiating with each club? Well, you don't want to get the team you're going to relegated, do you? I mean, that's just that'd be crazy because then you would be your contract to be null and void. So you know what I mean? I, I know it's not the case at the moment, but I think it's a stupid rule, to be honest, that players can start talking halfway through a season or, or at least agree a deal. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but um, that's another another problem for the RFL and Super League to look into. Um, but but for this week, I, I I I am a bit yeah I am anxious and I'm a little bit a little bit worried because Wakefield can can do teams, but they're also there, there have been weeks and periods this season where Wakefield have been awful and their own fans have, you know, not turned on them, but certainly been been down on them and thought, oh, we, we could be the ones going down. They've got some great players, you know, Tom Johnson, and if he if he's fit and lean, oh, and some of the forwards are huge. Um, they're a dangerous side. And as, I mean, when we went there this year, and you you reminded me on Twitter yesterday, I think, about losing me out of my glasses that day. All <laughs> <laughs> day without a Bobby hat on. Um, and that first half there, we were dreadful. Yeah. We were awful. And the game was over by then. We came back into it in the second half. And mm-hmm. if the game goes on another 10 minutes, who knows? But um, we can't afford that. And the same happened all okay, the other week. The same happened with Wigan. You know, you keep, you keep giving a team the ball, you're going to get punished. So uh, our forwards have got to stand up. Give us the platform, like we were saying before to Matt, about, you know, the ladies' team. Ah, the forwards there set a platform for them backs to play. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with our backline for the men. Nothing at all. No reason why strike players there. Brilliant. But we've got to get the ball in the right areas of the pitch, and that's up to the forwards to do that. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah, it should be should be a good game. Should be exciting. Predictions? Ooh, I hadn't thought of one. Mm. He's still uh, top of the uh, prediction league. Uh, I am. Yeah, I, I, I stretched my lead this week. Quite yeah, so I'm doing okay. Um, do you have a message for all your competitors now you've got this platform? I don't think they bother listening to me. <laughs> uh, from all, they're all, from all, most of them are from Yorkshire anyway. Jesus. I think we'll just edge it. Okay. And I'm going to say it's going to be a nervy affair and I'll say 18-14 to Salford. There's a story behind it. No, just made it up on the spot, fully okay. enough. Um, but um, I, no, I, I haven't. I don't really know what the squad is. I can't. I can't pick it. Okay. So, up at the end. I mean, I'd love to say to Tim Laffey gets it to celebrate his uh, his extra year contract with us, mm. um, the winner in in the last minute. But Sneed bangs over the goal. That that's what I'm going. Oh, there you go. I made that up. You can have that. Totally forgot about Tim Lafay signing his one one year extension in the news. Ah, uh, well, one of us is switched on. Oh, okay. <laughs> and before we can, you know, I mentioned at the start here when you asked me about him, and I said what kind of player he was. Mm. We, he, he's better than even even yeah. I thought. I mean, I, you know, I was singing his praises then, but what he's offered us, um, I was worried he was going to get poached. Thought he'd be another one going because he's been that good mm. times. Um, but yeah, no, brilliant. That's great news for us. That's that's something we don't have to worry about now. And uh, 
you know, got another a good, experienced player. Silky and he's solid. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much. So I'm going to go Salford to win. I'm going to go 38 6. 38 6. And uh, Andy Akers to score twice. There we go. And we'll be chowing down on Nando's and celebrating. Yeah, one one day. One, <laughs> one day. Once you're not checking, going. Get the chicken on. <laughs> by, 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 by the time one of us gets it, we should be having a, a five course meal in the Ritz. <laughs> and I don't mean the one in town. <laughs> you know, uh, sticking to. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a long time, hasn't it? But. Uh, that's that's a big that's a big score that Rob. It's a big score. I'd be uh, I mean I'd be delighted, but I'd be very surprised. People say it's been been a long time between drinks. It's been a long time between chicken. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so that's yeah. the end of this week's uh, podcast. Parking a great show. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed having Matt on. He was really good, really good. Um, another one that we've had now, and you just see what's what's going on behind the scenes and. When you talk to these people, you, you feel a passion that they've got, not just for for our team, but for the game. <laughs> uh, it don't, you know, it makes a big difference. I've been a Salford fan for for all my life, and the amount of times you've seen people connected with a club, you just think, ah, oh, it's just a job. I can, you know, it's different now. It does feel different. We're getting the right people in the right places. If we could just have a, a, a Euro lottery winner. Um, and make life a lot easier for for everybody. I think I think the club's in a great place. Uh, just you know, just got to worry about that first team at the moment because everything else seems to be looking after itself. Um, all all the people who staff at the club, the volunteers who help out, and everything. We you know, hopefully we can look forward to to chatting to a few more of them in the in the coming months. Yeah, big fan tunes this week's uh, Devil Detail podcast. Abra Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at D-I-T-D-S-R-D. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon.